No, Nicholas. The pot must be washed the other way. I know it. You're too defiant. What harm would it do you to obey? Next thing, you'll be putting cheese in the kettle with the mutton. The law, the law, the law. Is the word of God, Nicholas. Is a fence that traps us like sheep heading for slaughter, Dinah. Or the ladder that leads us to heaven, like the angels Father Jacob saw in his dream. Do you really believe that God watches and takes notes of how we wash and how we eat? Has he nothing better to do? Husband, you can say such things to me. But (laughs) you'd rather I kept them to myself. I know. Is the master in his house? Do you hear that? (laughs) Some poor fool outside thinks the man is the master in this house. Hush, you, and answer the door. Peace be unto you, strangers. And unto you, peace. Friend, we come with the good news of the kingdom of God. Will you let us in to tell you of Jesus of Nazareth? Jesus of Nazareth? A rabbi, isn't he? And not one the Pharisees think too highly of. One the Lord God of heaven thinks only of with love. The power of heaven is with him, and through him it is with us. Do you hear that, Dinah? The power of God has come to our door. Either let them in or send them on their way. Come in and tell us your good news. Anything good would be new enough in Israel. The blessing of God upon your house. If he even knows where it is. Nicholas, can we offer you something of our poor food to eat? We ate well this morning, but we're pretty thirsty from the road, good wife. Then I have wine for you. So your Jesus is a close friend of the Lord God of heaven. Is he the one the Lord sends around to see if we're all praying at the right moment of the day? The one who counts the steps we take on the Sabbath and curses us if we take one too many? Nicholas, enough. My wife is more pious than I. Too many rabbis have misunderstood the law. Amen. But the master, Jesus of Nazareth, he understands that we must look within the law to find the reason for it and obey not the words of Moses, but the intent of God. Ah, of course. And only he can tell us God's intent. And only for a fee. If you look within your whole heart, my friend Nicholas, the law itself will have no secrets from you. God does not expect us to obey secrets. If you pray to him secretly, he will answer you openly. Answer? Answer me? Jesus said that the Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. By this he meant that Keeping the Sabbath has its own blessings, and ignoring it has its own penalties. And a man needs no lawyer to watch over him. A man needs no Pharisee to tell him how many steps will keep the Sabbath and how many will break it. If in your heart you honor the Sabbath and walk a mile, then it's your heart God counts, and not your steps. But if in your heart a dozen steps are too many, and you take thirteen steps, then you are rebelling against God, even if the Pharisee would excuse you. What a peculiar doctrine. Wine for you. This Jesus, where is he? Near Jerusalem, the last we heard. We're on our way to meet him. We're two of seventy he sent out. And our time's up and we're going to tell him what we did. And what did you do? Are you asking in order to learn? Or do you ask in order to mock? To... To learn. We touched a blind man in the name of Jesus of Nazareth. And he opened his eyes and saw. We cast out a devil out of a woman and saw the spirit leave her like a poisonous shadow. Such things don't happen. And yet I think you believe it. What we saw with our eyes, what we did with our hands. How can we deny that? Jesus has the power of God with him. 
And through him, the power of God has come to us. And you're going now to meet him? Yes. Let me come. Nicholas! Let us come then, to hear a rabbi who preaches that God judges us by our hearts, not by our footsteps. To see a rabbi that says God still reaches out to touch the lives of men. But Nicholas, we have to work. Uh, for these last years, I have felt my heart stray further and further from Torah, from the Lord. If this man can teach me to find the purpose behind the law and how to obey that, then how can I stay here and let these men go on? But how do you know it isn't a lie? Yes, Nicholas. How do you know we're not lying? I don't. But you aren't. What's your name? Amos bar Itzak. And I'm Stephen. A Greek? Your name is also Greek, and yet you're a Jew. My father had little use for the Pharisees, but he did love the learning of the Greeks. He taught me to read Plato. <laughs> Perhaps well, that's why I question so much. Poison that has stayed in his head ever since. Stephen, I look in your eyes, and I see two things. You're too young to know anything, and... Yet you know more than any other man I have ever seen. Your first thought is closer to the truth. What is this Jesus that he can speak from the mouth of a man as young as you and still make me feel like a, a child? Here, my wife will prepare food for us to take, and we'll go here, Jesus, with you, whether my wife likes it or not. Are you angry, Dinah? I'm afraid. I've heard that the rabbis hate Jesus as an enemy of Torah. Yet I've known a few rabbis who heard Jesus and realized that until he spoke, they had never understood Torah. The elders of Jerusalem cast Jeremiah into a pit. Israel has always had many people who hated the prophets, but not you. I'll come. Since we have such an esteemed rabbi here in Jerusalem, the noted Jesus of Nazareth, let us hear him teach us of the law. What is the kingdom of God like? What should I compare it to? So, so you this will is understand? Jesus, Stephen? Yes, the Nicholas. Like he seems an ordinary enough man. And they find gold in lumps of dirt. Listen to it. still passes overhead, and the kings of the world can't stop it. No, the kingdom of God is like a grain of mustard seed. And a man took it and cast it into his garden, and it took root and grew and became a large bush with branches so strong that the birds came and lit there and built nests in the branches. Yeah, Rabbi Jesus... I don't understand this talk of mustard seeds. What are you saying? <laughs> the farmers in the field would understand me easily. Only the wise have trouble hearing. Uh, let me compare again. The kingdom of God is like a tiny lump of leaven, which a woman puts in three measures of meal, and in a few hours all the loaves are leavened. Rabbi, are you saying God dwells in a lump of leaven? <laughs> Surely God's kingdom is greater than a mustard seed. In the world, God's this kingdom... This rabbi is, is making him look foolish. Only to fools. Those who have refused the kingdom of God because it seems too small 
are themselves too small for the kingdom of God. Ah, you speak in mysteries to confuse the people. We Pharisees speak simply. Anyone can understand what we teach. But you, no one understands you. Why doesn't he answer? Why doesn't he argue? Jesus of Nazareth, my mother, my mother is here. We brought her from her sickbed. Eighteen years ago, Master, eighteen years ago she fell down one day and twisted and bent, and ever since then she has lain like this, bent double on a bed, and said not a word. Can you heal her? Go away, man. This is a day of teaching, not a day of spectacles. The Sabbath, in case you've forgotten. Ah, yes. You who are too large for a mustard seed, you're also too great to take pity on such suffering. Daughter, you are free from these shackles. Rise up. <gasps> Look, Mother! Look, look, she's standing. standing. I'm standing. She's, she's standing. Oh, it's, it's, thank it's, it's, you, Hans. Thank God. Thank him. God has sent to save me. Look, he heals her. I've known her for years. I thought it was impossible. Look at her. This is no fraud. Now that's pretty impressive. Can he do that whenever he wants? Or does he have to set it up in advance? We see now that for all your talk of loving God, you break his law and do your work on the Sabbath. And what is your work, if not to read Torah and preach to the people? And don't you do that also on the Sabbath? Tell me, hypocrites, if there isn't one of you who didn't go out to the stall this morning and loose your ox or your donkey and walk into the water and feed him. Your ox you wouldn't leave hungry for a single day. But this woman, who has waited for 18 years, her you would delay. Any man who speaks ill of what Rabbi Jesus has done this day, that man is a hater of good. Here is my mother. Look at her, all of you, and tell me it was a sin to heal her on this Sabbath day. This man has the power of God with him. Uh, Stephen, Amos, you return like rain after a hot, dry summer. I watched, I saw all you did. I saw Satan fall from heaven as suddenly as lightning. You went with the power of God strong within you. You and all the seventy... I sent out children and see what sons of God are coming home to me. All we did was in your name, Master. And all I did is what my father bids me to do. No, I'm not rejoicing because you perform miracles. I'm rejoicing because your names are written in heaven. Father, Lord of heaven and earth, I thank you for hiding the truth from those who think they're wise and teaching them instead to children. Amen. Stephen, Amos, all my children, you have given great gifts to me, your very selves. 
I give you in turn to the Father. Master, shall we ever see the Father? Will God ever come to the temple where we are? Would that be a great thing, Stephen, to see the Lord come to his temple? It's what all the prophets longed for. Oh, the righteous kings from David on all longed to see that. Blessed are the eyes that see such a thing. Blessed are your eyes. For you not only see, but know what you see. For when the Son is revealed to you, then the Father is revealed to you also. You, are you Jesus of Nazareth? I am. Aren't you afraid to walk right here in the temple of God? Aren't you afraid God will hear your blasphemies and strike you down? God hears a thousand blasphemies a day from Pharisees throughout all Israel. Still, he stays his hand and lets them live. But uh, what blasphemy did I speak? I've heard it before, and today with my own ears, that you claim to be the Son of God. You hypocrites! When the Messiah comes to you, what will you expect him to say? Or must he go to the Pharisees and ask permission to be what God has already given him power to be? You hear what he claims for himself? Stone him! Yes, blasphemer. Do you think we're so afraid of Rome that we won't obey Torah and stone a blasphemer? These poor fools who follow you, it's our duty to save them from their own ignorance. Tell us plainly, Rabbi Jesus, are you the Messiah or not? I have said what I have said. Only those who choose to be deaf fail to hear and understand. But my sheep hear my voice. And so I give them eternal life. And they will never perish, and no man will pluck them out of my hand. My Father who gave them to me is greater than all your arguments. Greater than all the power of men. And which of you is wise enough to know how to take them from my father if he holds them? Your father? It's you who binds them and leads them away. They're in your hands. My hands, my father's hands, my father and I are one. You have seen me heal the sick and cast out devils, make the lame walk, give sight to the blind. Which of those works is it that you want to stone me for? We'll stone you for blasphemy. If my works are not the good works of the Father, then stone me. But if my works are good, and I have the power of God in me, how then can you accuse me of blasphemy? If you don't believe in me, believe in my works. They show that the Father is in me and I am in him. Come, Peter, Stephen, bring all the children. We'll leave this place today. Where are we going? East of Jordan to Perea, where John the Baptist baptized. Nicholas? Nicholas, what happened? They said they were trying to stone Jesus right in the temple. They were. What happened? They must have changed their minds. As I have always said, the Pharisees are cowards. They were just afraid to get in trouble if someone were killed in the temple. Nicholas, I'm glad we came to Jerusalem, even though there's still so much time before Passover. I never thought I'd hear such wisdom as what Jesus has taught. Words. All words. Just like the Pharisees. 
That crippled woman now, that was something. There he is, coming out of the temple. And Stephen and Amos are here. There, look. I'll say he's only waiting until Passover to proclaim himself the Messiah. Do you think that man is right? Jesus is a smart one. That's certain. He never quite says anything. Pretty clever. But they'll get him. You'll see. No. No, they can't. The power of God is with him. Power of God? Dinah, how often do I have to tell you? God cares nothing for Israel. Then what about that crippled woman? What's one crippled? Maybe that was a trick, too. Nicholas, you saw her. You saw it. Well, enough of it. Enough. Let's go home and tell Passover. No. No. I mean, I want to follow him a while longer. He's going to Perea, they say. And I want to go to Perea. Why? He isn't going to say anything new. I don't care if it's new. When he speaks, I almost cry out loud. This is true. This is the word of God. If my father taught me anything, it was to keep calm. Never get excited about some preacher. They all turn out the same, just out to get rich or famous. He has some good ideas, but not enough. Not enough for me. Are you coming with me or not? What? To Perea, to follow the master. Is that how you talk to your husband? Are you coming or not? I tell you, Nicholas, when Jesus speaks, my whole soul hears him. Madness. Very well. I'll come. I'll listen, though I already know what he's going to say. And you watch, Dinah. At Passover, he'll proclaim himself the Messiah. And within a week, he'll be dead. You watch. Yes. Yes, I'll watch. Look at them, Peter. Thousands of them. Well, I came here three years ago to hear a wandering preacher from the desert who was baptizing Jews. Not to make them Jews, but to cleanse them from sin. It was such a strange idea that Jews needed baptism. Now, well, how many hundreds have I taken down into the water, Stephen? Thousands of them, and they believe. Peter, how can they stop the kingdom now? Oh, you've been away, Stephen. You don't know. The master keeps talking as if he... As if he what? Well, as if he expected to die. What? He speaks of eternal life. Yes, as if he expected to die. No, no, we, we just don't understand him. That's all. Stephen! Nicholas! Dinah! What? Have you come from Jerusalem, too? Why not? What's another day's journey? My wife wanted to come. And not you? Nicholas, this is Simon Peter, one of the twelve apostles who are closest to the master. Ah! And a pleasant ah to you, too. Is this the custom in his village to greet a man and say, ah? Forgive me, sir. It's just what I was telling my wife. Did you hear that, Dinah? Already this Jesus, who says all men are the children of God, already he's set up some to be higher than others. This Peter, he's one of the highest. It's an honor, sir. <laughs> what a pleasant fellow you are. Tell me, friend, if you were rich had two servants, 
One of them worked as little as possible and never would get his hands dirty while the other one worked hard all the time, went to bed filthy, woke up weary from all of his work. Tell me, which one would you value the most? The hard-working one, of course. Yes, and yet some poor fool looking on would likely say, See how the one servant is filthy, stoops over all the time, and the other one is clean, looks strong. Obviously, the clean, straight man is the greater of the two. Uh, Very interesting, I'm sure. But what does it have to do with what I said? Nicholas. What? Well, if you'd listen, you'd understand. Peter, sir, if we can't get near enough to hear the master teach today, will you teach us? This is too much to bear. We come all this way to hear Jesus, and now you're content to listen to his disciple. We could have stayed home and listened to Stephen. Well, then, come with me, and we'll all listen to the master. It's cold. Jordan's never run so cold. A certain man had a fig tree, and he went out and looked for fruit on the tree, but there wasn't any. And he called the man who tended his vineyard and said, I've come for three years to find fruit on this tree and never found any. Cut it down. Why should it take up space in my vineyard? And the husbandman said, Lord, please let it stand for another year. Let me dig around it and prune it and tend it and manure it. And then if it doesn't bear fruit... We can cut it down. What was that supposed to mean? What do you think? Why should I play guessing games? But you, Dinah, what do you think he meant? (laughs) I don't know, but I thought perhaps. Uh, Hasn't he been teaching in Israel for three years? Perhaps he meant that in three years of teaching, Israel still hasn't become righteous. And God is all for rejecting Israel. But Jesus is saying to God, wait another year and see if Israel won't bear fruit. Where did you get that? It's probably foolish, I know. Maybe he meant that uh, when we break the law and don't respect the Lord, the Lord is still patient with us and gives us another chance for his servants to work with us and help us. Yes. Yes, to which one? Well, to both. Both are true, aren't they? How should I know? (coughs) Why doesn't he speak it right out so Anyone can understand. But anyone can understand if he tries to. That's right. You have to try to. He must like making things hard. Well, if the truth is given to you easily, you value it like a child who has given money all his life and throws it away because he doesn't understand the value. But if you work to learn the truth, it's like a child who has to work to earn what he gets from his parents. He'll know the value of it then. This business of parables is a disease. And you seem to have it too, friend. trouble me? Once we were friends, but you made yourself strangers through your sins. Go away. Master. Yes, friend. It doesn't sound like the Lord is much of a friend if he forgets us in the end and won't let us into his house. If Israel has served God all these years, 
The Lord wouldn't reject Israel now. Nicholas. What do you say to that? Master, blessed is the man who is righteous enough to break bread in the kingdom of God. True, Amos. But this man, this doubter, he thinks it isn't right for the Lord to reject Israel. Isn't Israel the chosen people? Once, once the Lord of a great house prepared a supper, a banquet, a feast, such as you've never seen, such as even the emperor of Rome has never seen. And this Lord sent an invitation to all his friends, and then came the day of the feast. Jonathan, my good servant, go now and tell all my friends that the food is ready, the tables are spread, and now I only wait for them to come. Yes, my lord. And he went from house to house, and at every house the same thing. Master Ephraim, the time for the feast is here. Feast? Oh, no. The feast. I forgot. And now look, I've bought a piece of ground. I have to go see to the plowing of it. I haven't the time tonight. Tell your Lord that I'll come another time. I'm so sorry. And again? Master Judah, the time has come for the feast. I meant to send a message, I did. I, I just forgot, that's all. I can't come. I bought five yoke of ox and five pears, Jonathan. I can't let them go tonight without testing them and seeing if the man who sold them cheated me or gave me good animals. And again. Surely you heard. I'm just married. You can't expect me to leave my wife tonight and come to a feast. And so the servant returned to his master. My lord, none of them could come. Not one. They were all busy. They all had other things they had to do. It was weeks ago when I invited them. Haven't they all been going through the city, bragging about how they were invited to my feast? And now they leave me with food for hundreds and none to eat it? Very well. Let it be as they choose. Go out into the streets of the city and find the poor and the beggars and the cripples and blind men and women. Bring them here at once, all you can find. And the servant went and searched, and everyone he invited came. And still there was too much food. Go out into the highways, out to the farms, invite all you can find, and bring them here. And his house was full, and all the poor and the sick and the hungry ate and were satisfied and rejoiced at the feast. And then word spread through the city about who came to the Lord's feast. Judah, I thought you were invited to the great feast yesterday. Turned out the great man decided he preferred a beggar at his supper. Preferred a bunch of farmers to you. Lord, how could you do that? Invite these common people to the feast instead of your own friends. But Judah, if you had come, there would have been a place for you. You didn't come, though. You were too busy. And so I gave your place to another. But now I'm ashamed in front of the whole city. I wish it weren't so, Judah. But I invited all my friends to my supper. And all my friends came. <laughs> well, Nicholas, did you understand that time? Yes, I understood. I came here because I thought that this Jesus was more open-minded. But now I see he's as narrow as the Pharisees. If God loved the world, he'd let everyone into his kingdom. If the world loved the Lord, then perhaps they all could come. In the story the master told, didn't he let in anyone who was willing to come? 
I'd expect you to be taken in by this. Come on, Dinah. I've heard enough of this. Go if you like. This man is truly the son of God. How can you say that? How can you, a woman, know anything about religion? Those who come and listen, the Spirit of God can touch their hearts. But those who come to judge, to condemn, those who refuse to believe... I believe when I find something worth believing. My son... My son, if an angel came and told you that you had ten more years to live, you'd kill yourself just to prove him wrong. <laughs> Come with me now, Dinah. Or don't expect me to let you in my door again. No, Nicholas. I found the answer. You? I was the one with the question. I wish you'd stay and hear the answers. Jesus of Nazareth. You have much to answer for. What kind of rabbi are you to teach a woman to disobey her husband? When did I say that I came to bring peace and contentment to a troubled house? I don't come to bring the world peace in its sins. I come to bring division. From this time on, if there are five in a household because of me, they'll be divided two against three, three against two, the father divided against the son, the mother against the daughter, and the husband and wife divided when one chooses the Lord. Then you're an enemy of Israel. Don't you look at the sky and say, Look, see the clouds. Tomorrow it will rain. Your wife has only looked and seen. And she knows what storms will blow. She wants to be in the only shelter that there is. She has felt the south wind and knows it will be hot. And she wants to stay in the only shade in the world. Shelter. The only shelter for her is in my house. And if she doesn't come with me now, she'll never be welcome there again. Are you coming home or not, Dinah? How can I come home, Nicholas, when my home is here? Have it your way, then. It makes no difference to me. Nicholas? <coughs> Nicholas? Nicholas? Dinah, my daughter, welcome. Master, what else can I do? What else could I have done? There is only one path, Dinah, and you have chosen to follow it. Oh, isn't that one of Jesus' disciples? Yes, I hear that Jesus himself is coming. Look at that, Peter. Well, what am I looking at? Stephen, for one. Look how they're hurrying to the inn. Well, Sabbath begins in only an hour, Judas. We're hurrying too, aren't we? We have to make things ready for the master. Oh, yes. We have to make things ready. And in the meantime, Stephen and Amos and half the world will have the best rooms. And we'll be stuck off among the cattle with the perfume of manure all around. <laughs> That's better than the open field. We're the twelve, aren't we? We should have better choice than last after all the others have their pick. Well, if it worries you so much, go ahead, get a room, run. No, I'll walk. Why? I'm an apostle, aren't I? It wouldn't do to lose dignity in front of all these people. <laughs> Peter, uh, what have you found to laugh at on this windy afternoon? <laughs> nothing, nothing, Joanna, nothing. There are days when I think that everyone around me is a child. I'm the only adult. Other days when I 
feel like such a child that I despair of ever learning anything. Mm -hmm. Yes. Ah, Peter. Peter, the woman Dinah. The one Stephen baptized yesterday at the river. Mary Magdalene and I are worried about her. Yes, she's grieving because her husband told her she could never go home if she chose to follow the master. I wanted to talk to her, to comfort her, but she wouldn't let me. She just turned away and sped up her pace. Well, I'll talk to her, Mary. Tell her that we're her sisters, if she'll let us help to bear her burden. Why don't you ever ask me to do something hard? <laughs> Sister Dinah. Oh, Simon Peter, I didn't see you. Well, I've come to chastise you for your sins. Please don't. I know them well enough. Oh, Dinah, I'm, I'm here as your friend, not your enemy. No. You were just baptized, a new disciple of the Master. It's like becoming part of a family for most of us. But a sister came to you today and wanted to speak to you. But you wouldn't. I just can't talk to... I can't even talk to you. There, there. <laughs> just what they suspected. <laughs> grieving for your husband. <laughs> Nicholas, who is so much in the habit of doubting that he doesn't even believe his own wife's witness... All my life, I've loved him. I can hardly remember a time when I didn't want to be his wife forever. And he's a good man. Even though you didn't see it yesterday, he's a good man. And he wants to do right. He just doesn't understand. <laughs> well, he, he trusts his own judgment too much and his heart too little. But how could they understand they can't understand how someone could follow the master and still be grieving. They think my husband's a sinner and not worth mourning over. How do you know what they think? What else could they think? It's true. They think what those who love the Lord must think. Perhaps, you know, just perhaps they know something of grief themselves. They're always so happy. Mary Magdalene was once possessed by devils. Did you know that? They kept her tied up in Magdala. She screamed foul language at anyone who came. Screamed it at Jesus, too. But he healed her and made her whole. And now she follows him. Well, sometimes I, I think she understands him better than many of the twelve. And loves him better, too. Then Susanna. Yes, Susanna. The one who tells stories to the little children while the master teaches. She was a harlot. No, not her. But she isn't a harlot now. She, she went believing into the waters of baptism. Now she's clean. Joanna was a disciple of John the Baptist. Do you think she didn't grieve when he died? Mm. Everyone has suffered to go through. But we who follow the master... We know that we don't have to bear it alone. How can they take the grief from me? Oh, they can't. But when the grief is sorest, don't you think there's comfort in the arms of a friend? I don't know. Find out. And then tell me. And now they're angry at me for refusing to talk with them. Try them and see. What will I say? 
Well, you, you might begin by asking their forgiveness for being cold to them today and then explaining why. Then being willing to take love when it's offered without being afraid. May I sit with you in the synagogue? Please do. Mary, Peter sent me to ask your forgiveness. My forgiveness? Whatever for? For refusing to speak to you on the road today. For refusing to? He sent you to ask my? Oh, of course I forgive you. But there's nothing to forgive you for. Here. Here, let me hold your hand as we walk. And you tell me what it's like to have a husband. I never had one, you know. All those years that I was trapped and tormented. And you have known what it is to love a man from childhood and marry him. Jesus of Nazareth, we heard that you were coming to Perea. I uh, didn't decide it until two days ago. Your spies know more about my plans than I do, it seems. I have a friendly warning for you. Perea is a dangerous place for you. King Herod Antipas plans to kill you. So, now the Pharisees carry Herod's warnings for him, do they? I have no doubt he'd like to see me out of his territory. But you can go tell the old fox that today I'll heal the sick and tomorrow cast out devils, and on the third day I'll be made perfect, no matter what he plans to do to me. That is for that. I'm safe enough from Herod. How could a prophet be killed anywhere but in Jerusalem? True prophets are not in danger from the Jews. Oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem. You kill the prophets and stone the messengers the Lord sends to you. Yet how often I would have gathered your children together as a hen gathers her brood under her wings. But you wouldn't come to me. So your house will be desolate. And after you have your way with me, you won't see me again until the time comes when you say, Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. I know the words of the prophets. Jerusalem is a holy city now. Ah, I had forgotten the holiness of the city. It's full of Pharisees, isn't it? Of course it's holy. Wherever people spend their lives studying the scriptures is a holy place. Even if they never do understand them or trouble themselves to understand what the Lord desires of them. You have an interesting view of things, Rabbi. Will you come and take your Sabbath meal at my house? Aren't you afraid Herod will come and kill me while I'm there? Herod? Oh, yes. Well, I think we're safe enough today. Herod wouldn't outrage the people by doing such a thing on the Sabbath. Yes, that's right. One mustn't commit one's murders on the Sabbath. The Lord will surely be angry. There's my house, Rabbi. Wow, how the people of this village must love you to build such a fine house for you. Yes, well, yes, this way. And your disciples, too. 
I hear you have uh, 12. They're welcome. I have 70 others who are also hungry. 70? Oh, but they have tasted the word of God and they are satisfied. Ah, <clears throat> yes. Master, Master, wait. Go away, woman. Uh, forgive me, friend, but the woman called me. Master, my husband has dropsy so that he can hardly walk or move his arms. Look, he came out of the house today to beg you to heal him. Oh, please, Master. Well, my friend, you're a Pharisee, aren't you? You know the law, don't you? You'll have to teach me. Uh, teach all of us. Here's a man who, in the agony of dropsy, has walked from his house to come and ask me to heal him. Has this man broken the Sabbath? No. No, his house is near enough. He hasn't walked too far. Ah. But, but now tell me, uh, what should I do? Should I heal him and end the pain he lives with constantly? Or should I send him away because it's the Sabbath? And I may not do the work of God on the Sabbath day. <clears throat> I, I don't think that there's... Well, I mean... What objection could I have? Here is a man who understands what may or may not be done on the Sabbath day. For instance, murder is unlawful on the Sabbath. But the power of God is permitted to heal a man. Come here, my son. My, my Lord. Your faith has healed you. Go home and be happy and love the Lord. or you feel that stick again. Nicholas! Nicholas! Barzalea! Peace to you! And to you, Nicholas. What's this I heard about Dinah being gone? Is that all you came for? To ask about things that are none of your business? None of my business. I came because the gossips of the town are serving you for supper. To hear the tale from you. Because I want the truth, and if it's true, then I want to grieve with you. I need no company. Ah, so you didn't want her to go. But Dinah's not the sort of woman to go after another man. No, but she'll go after a monstrous liar or a false prophet. That's what she'll do. A fraud is what he is. What prophet? Jesus of Nazareth. Oh, yes, I've heard of him. It's said he heals the sick. Oh, yes, that's true enough. I saw him heal a bent-up old woman that all her neighbors said hadn't walked in 18 years. Even the rabbi admitted it was true. But then, then you've seen it with your own eyes? It's doctrine. It's as petty as the Pharisees. But Nicholas, no wonder. Nicholas, if the power of God is with him. You should have seen her. What does she know of religion? I'm the one who studied it. I'm the one who was questioning and doubting and trying to find the answers. And now, suddenly she thinks she knows so much more about religion than I that she'll leave me. Follow this Jesus. How can she? If we talk about it, if you tell me the doctrine of this Jesus, 
Perhaps we can understand I why she... I care nothing for his doctrine. It's childish. Be nice to everybody. Be humble. It's better to be poor than to be rich. Obey the laws or you'll not get into heaven. Why do the Pharisees hate him then? He doesn't like their laws. He doesn't think the Sabbath laws or the daily observances are as important as the way we treat each other, the way we treat our families. And then my wife... Nicholas, what's wrong with that doctrine? I'll tell you. Walk with me while I plow. And I'll tell you all about the doctrine of this Jesus. This man who teaches wives to leave their husbands. Yes, tell me. And perhaps when I understand it, I can help you find a way to bring your Dinah home to you. even light yet. Uh, let's have a rooster dinner today. It's just as well. We need an early start today. We're going? I thought we'd stay here until we left for Passover. Uh, we're leaving for Passover. But it's still two weeks away. We'll go the long way around. Well, it's going to have to be pretty long. Long enough. When next I see Jerusalem, I'll go from there into my kingdom. Did you hear that? Just don't ask me if I understood it. Is he going to travel around the country bidding farewell to Israel before he goes away somewhere? <laughs> or going around gathering support for the revolt? Oh, yes. The revolt. Mary, what's the master doing in a place like this? Eating dinner, I think. <laughs> while we wait for him and talk to those who want to learn about the kingdom of God. But this is a publican's house, and I've heard of this man. He's as dishonest as they come. Dinah, did you know that Matthew was a publican? Matthew? When your heart is changed, what does it matter what you were before? But this is a place of sin, Mary. I thought he taught that we should remain clean, unspotted from the world. Ask him. He often says that, you know. Ask me. Ask me, for while the Lord of the house is at home, is the time for his servants to learn his will. At home? Is he going somewhere? Yes. But no one knows where. Some think he's going to take an army to Rome. No! Those who say that just don't understand him. But I'm afraid that, that he means that he's going to be killed. But how? He has such power. Surely God wouldn't let them. That's what I don't understand. And, and yet he says that in three days. Oh, no, I'm surely misunderstanding him. What? Tell me, Mary. Oh, it's too much to believe. And yet, I believe it. Oh, if I told you, you'd think I was out of my mind. I wouldn't. Oh, look. The dinner's over. The master's coming out. And, of course, the Pharisees have gathered to argue. My lord, come to my home again. No, my friend. Next time, come to me, and I'll feed you what will keep you satisfied forever. I will, master. Lord, 
forgive my sins. You know how black they are. Your sins are forgiven you because of your grief for them, because of your faith in me, and because when I spoke words of truth, your heart leapt within you, and you were glad. Master, nothing is hidden from you. God be with you. And his peace be with you. sinners like this. How can you sit down at the table of a man who hates the law? Ah, uh, yes. The hypocrites lie in wait, spending all their sinful lives hoping to catch another man in a sin. Insulting us doesn't explain how you dare to eat with sinners and then call yourself a son of Abraham. Abraham will know his sons well enough without you to tell him who they are. I'm sure none of you has ever eaten with a sinner. Never, if we knew he was a sinner. Oh, undoubtless. If you discovered his sin later, you washed yourselves carefully and never went near him again. But tell me, are any of you here shepherds? I am. I am. There's hardly anything here but shepherds and sheep. What do you do if you have a hundred sheep and you discover that one of them is missing? Do you sit with the 99 sheep and congratulate them on how much better they are than the foolish one who got lost? No. You leave the 99 and go out to the hills. You look far and wide for the lost sheep until you find it. When you've found it, you lift it up and put it across your shoulders and carry it back to the flock rejoicing. And call all your neighbors and say... Rejoice, for I found the lost sheep and brought it home. We weren't talking about sheep. Don't be a fool, man. Anyone can understand what he means. Now, there are some who would rather seem stupid than recognize their sins and repent. But tell me, you women, if you had ten pieces of silver and counted them one day and discovered that one was lost, would you put the other nine back into their hiding place and say, Thank heaven these are still here. Or do you search through the whole house and light a lamp and search all night and sweep the floor again and again until you find the coin? Yes, that's right. I'd like to have one. <laughs> what are sheep? What are coins compared to the souls of the sons and daughters of the Lord? I tell you, there is more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents and over 99 who needed no repentance. Join these sinners and then excuse it. That's right. I eat the food of a sinner and give him in return food for his soul. I let a sinner touch my hand and I don't even wash myself. Instead, I teach him how to cleanse his own heart and cease to be a sinner. But... Since you're not a shepherd, my friend, and since you're not the wife of a house, perhaps that's why you don't understand my stories. Let me tell you a story you will understand. There was a certain man who had two sons. The older one worked hard and did what his father asked. But the younger was playful and hated work. And yet the father loved him because he knew the boy was good at heart. And one day the younger son came to his father to ask him something. Father, I've come of age. Yes, I've noticed that. 
and here I am, still serving here with Shemaiah, always criticizing everything I do, and you treating me like a child. Do I? I am a man, Father. I want to try my way in the world. I want to be free, to make my own fortune, to decide things for myself, and not have anyone always telling me what to do. I even have people who tell me what to do. Don't you plan to divide your wealth between Shemaiah and me when you get old? Yes. Why wait until then? Do it now. Give me my share now and let me go and make my own life. But Edo, I, I don't think you're ready to handle there. the... There. Huh? I can see it happening again. Huh. You're too young, Edo. You're too foolish. Wait until you're as wise and good and wonderful as your brother Shemaiah, and then I'll give you your share. Well, how wise do you think Shemaiah really is? Which one of your sons is it who has ambition? Who wants to make something of his life? Not Shemaiah. No, he's content to live here, always being your good and loyal son. Well, he's happy to stay here, practically being your servant. Well, I'm not. Well, I won't keep you here against your will. In a week, I'll have your share of the inheritance ready. You mean you will? If I don't, you'll always say that your life would have been better if only I'd have given you a chance. Well, I'll give you your chance, Ito. But this is your whole inheritance. You'll get nothing more. You have no more claim on me. All the rest will belong to Shemaiah. That's fine with me. May God protect you. I'll take care of myself. And so the younger son sold the lands his father gave him, and took all his wealth and traveled to a far country. But somehow he never got around to buying land and improving on his inheritance. <laughs> no one serves better wine than Edo. Or as much of it. <laughs> I tell you, Edo knows what money's for. Share with your friends. Give your friends a good time. That's a good man. That's a good man. Is it? Then tell me, how good a man do you think he'll be? When I remind him tonight that the money that he owes me is due. He owes you money? Oh, yes. And seeing this feast tonight, I know where it's gone. Edo has plenty of money. He has. Today we'll take his house and all that he owns, and still it won't be enough to cover half his debts. Edo is ruined. You're eating the last feast he'll ever give to his friends. Edo's ruined? Yes. I imagine that now you'll be inviting him to your houses. Ruined? How could we invite him when he has no money to invite us in return? And I thought he was so rich. Come on, let's go before he has to borrow money from us. Can't say I blame you. Lending to him is like pouring your money down a well. And then hard times came to the whole land. A famine that made everyone hungry. And the boy couldn't find anything to eat. Uh... I know I've caused you harm in the past. Harm? Oh, losing all that money on you wasn't harm. I consider it a part of my education. I need work. I need food. I haven't eaten in days. Why don't you just go home to your own country? It's plain enough you don't have the strength or sense to make it on your own. I can't go home. My father already gave me my inheritance. Everything else belongs to my brother. Why should I give you anything, Ido? You cheated me. Let me work for you. You don't know how to do anything. Well, I have to eat. You can feed the swine. 
It's the only work I have for you. I'll do it. Eat, you filthy creatures. Eat. Swilling garbage. That's what you have to eat. Oh, I'm so hungry. I want to get down and root in the filth just to fill my belly. I wanted to be rich. Free. Look where I am. Everything my father and my brother said was true. I didn't know how to do anything. I should have stayed. Even my father's servants eat better than I do. Why not? It's better than this. Let Jeremiah despise me. I don't care what they think. I wasted everything. <laughs> I failed at everything. But I know how to be a servant. I'll come home and be a servant of my father's house and a servant of Shemaiah. I'll earn every bite of food I get from them. It can't. It can't be worse than this. So he went home. And as he came near to his father's house, his father saw him. And even after all the years that had passed, his father knew him instantly. Edo! Edo, my son! Edo, my son, you're home. Oh, Edo, how I've grieved to have you gone. How I've grieved. Father, everything you warned me about came true. I wasted all you gave me. I sinned against heaven and against you. I'm not worthy to be called your son. But let me stay here and I'll be a hired servant. Oh, Edo. How I grieve at what you suffered. How glad I am to have you home. Come, come and we'll make a feast and rejoice. Oh, there, Michael. Bring my best robe and put it on the boy. Put a ring on his hand and, and shoes on his feet. And butcher the calf we've been fattening for meat. And prepare a feast for tonight. This man, my son was dead, and he's alive again. He was lost, and now he's found. But as they feasted, the elder son came home from the field, and he heard the music and dancing, and he called one of the servants and asked what had happened, and the servant told him. And the eldest son was angry and wouldn't go into the house, and his father came out to him. Shemaiah, come in. Why are you angry? Why are you waiting outside? All these years I've served you and I never disobeyed. And I took care of everything you entrusted to me. And in all that time, when did you give a feast for me? And now Edo, who defied everything you told him, who wasted everything, who committed every sin, he comes home and you sit down and eat with him. Shemaya, my son. You, you will be with me always. Everything I have is yours. But I still love Edo. Isn't it right that we should be glad? For your brother was dead, and he's alive again. He was lost, and now he's found. Come in, take your place at the feast, and rejoice, because my grief has ended. Forgive me, Father. All these years you've loved me. Why should I be surprised to learn that you love my brother, too? And I'm glad he's home. No one knows better than I do how great are the things he missed by having left you. Do you understand now why I eat with sinners? I understand that like all who defy the law, you find excuses for your sins. Do as you like. 
But God will destroy any of these people who follow you. Yes, Pharisee. I know your kind. I've listened as you Pharisees turned the words of the prophets into chains to bind the people. I've seen you condemn people for doing good and praise them for doing evil. Mary, it's my husband Nicholas. But I tell you this. If you'd only stop trying to find flaws in what Jesus teaches, if you'd only listen, then you'd realize that all these years you've been blind, that here is a man who loves God and who teaches people how to love each other. Any fool can condemn a sinner, but only a man who loves God can forgive. Amen. Well said. Listen to him. And Barzillai finally made me see that if you believe Jesus, if you loved his teachings so much that you'd leave me to follow him, that there must be something good in them. So we talked. We argued. We discussed the doctrines Jesus teaches. And suddenly, one day I knew it burned like a fire in me. And suddenly I didn't care anymore about whether everything made perfect sense to me. All I cared about was whether I would be acceptable to him. Barzillai, what a true friend. Me? Nicholas taught the gospel of the kingdom to me and converted me. Oh, Nicholas, I've missed you so much. You recognized the right road before I did, Dinah but only because I was so sure I already knew what it was. I... I went to him, just to speak a moment. And before I could say a single word, he reached out his hand and laid it on my head. It felt like a crown of glory on my head. And he said to me, my son, the offering is acceptable to me. I didn't even have to speak. He saw into my heart, as proud and as stubborn as it is, and measured me. And he uh, accepted me. <laughs> <laughs>